This is Coop and Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's fucking fight week! Go on, son! It's fight week, baby! It's fight camp! Get out there! Gotta say. Fucking that. Mightily mate. impressed. Yeah. Um, so, like last week, it was just really the Terraplast going down, and over the weekend, obviously, the, the canopy and, and everything starts going up, and I've gotta say, even though I hoped it would be unbelievable, I hoped it would look unbelievable, it has blown me away. And I'm, I'm really, I think, obviously we haven't had a show since the end of February, right? With um, Mikey Garcia and Jesse Vargas. And we were doing shows every week, right? So- Well, no, your last show was Quig and Carol. Yeah, but generally we have a show every week, every other week, do you know what I mean? So. You get to a stage, oh yeah, Quick Carol was, was that in March? First week of March. Yeah, first week of March. So Quick Carol, before that we had Jesse Vargas and Mikey Garcia. And we, we were getting to a stage where we were doing shows every week, right? So now we haven't had a show for what, four months? But now we go back into an environment where it's not just we haven't had a show for four months. We're doing a show at the HQ in the garden. We're building an arena, an amphitheatre. We're having, you know, you've just walked through the office, masks, sanitizers, boxes of stuff. I mean, it is just, it's so, so difficult to overcome this in this kind of environment. But when I come up with this idea and everyone went, shouldn't we just do it in a studio? It's easier. I said, what the fuck? What, what do you want to do? Do you want to come back low key, produce a product that no one watches, that no one even talks about, or do you want to build hype? Do you want to create a project that people are building up to, that are leading up to, they're excited to see? And they will be tuning in on Saturday night because I'll tell you something now, this is going to be, this may be our greatest moment. You know, when we talk about Frotch against Groves at Wembley, we talk about AJ against Klitschko, we talk about AJ at Madison Square Garden, Saudi Arabia, this may be our defining moment. It is going to be out of this world. And I just hope that when I look at the the black and white on the paper, and I see that fight card, I hope it delivers what I believe it can deliver. Because not only will the settings be amazing, you know, the whole experience will be amazing. If these fights gel, honestly, we've got something here that I may leave on Saturday night just, you know, with a little chirp on. Because I think this is, this is, this is defining for us, you know? And, and this is a massive moment for boxing. Forget me, matrim, whatever. This is a massive moment for boxing. And if we don't bounce back with strong ratings here, if we don't create interest in the sport again, our sport will start to lose the momentum that we've had for, for 10 years. We'll get outperformed by cricket. Darts, we're smashing the darts. We just had it on the, the world match play. The ratings were off the charts on Sky. What we've seen so far in boxing, people aren't watching. So we're going to build this week, we're going to create an environment and cards where people are back, people are tuning in. We fucking love this sport. This is the greatest sport in the world. I mean, you ain't watching. Oh, don't really know anyone else, don't really want to watch it in the studio. Yeah, well, fucking watch this. Fight camp, baby, at a Matrim HQ, canopy, surrounding, amphitheatre, London in the background, big HQ mansion in the background, drones, great fights. We're fucking back. Let's go. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it home. Sorry, I just lost. You're right though, isn't it? Caught up in the moment. Your, your, your business 
is not on the line, but you're dependent on interest in boxing, aren't you? Of course. Do you know what I mean? So we, we can't be in a situation that we're in now where I'm seeing the viewing figures coming in. I'm thinking, oh my God, what is happening? There's no intrigue. There's no storyline. There's no sexiness. Where's the sexiness, baby? Sexiness is back on Saturday. Because at the moment, we're just seeing, you know, we ain't here for the sake of being here. We're not doing shows for the sake of doing shows. We come back with a bat. Let's talk about the card, first of all. Um, egg and the cheese. Mm. Pick them, isn't it? Real pick them. I mean, there's a, there's a few pick on the card. I mean, I think... I always say 50-50, oh, they're not 50-50, and he's three to one, and he's, but they're all proper fights. And, you know, when you kick it off with Jordan Gill against Reese Bellottis, the first fight's going to be coming to 7 p.m. Sky Sports in the UK, DAZN in America. That's going to be a great fight. You know, two guys that are basically battling for their career, two guys that look like they were going to go on and win British European titles and so forth, and both suffered defeats. Two guys that have to win. Great fight. And then we go to even Dalton Smith in an eight-rounder against Nathan Bennett. You know, Nathan Bennett, nine and one from Liverpool. I've seen his social media, spoke to Steve Harkin. The guy's trained like an absolute beast. Let's find out if Dalton Smith's the real deal. We're going to find out loads about Dalton Smith on Saturday. Might get to three or four rounds, he might not fancy anymore. Or he might look a million dollars. He might look like someone that's a, a real world prospect. That's fight two. Fight three, English heavyweight title. Fabio Wardley against Simon Valilli. Cannot wait. I just did the show with, um, you know, the Bellevue and Home preview. And what Tony said is, you're going to find out about Fabio Wardley. Now, people keep talking about Fabio Wardley, Dillian White, protégé. You know, he's up there with Dubois and Joyce. Let's find out. Valili's tough. He's game. He can box. Good pedigree. GB podium squad. Commonwealth Games go with medalists. World amateurs. You know, he's a quality, quality fighter. And moving up to heavyweight, he can take some hammer. So let's find out what Fabio Wardley's all about on Saturday night. British lightweight championship, co-main event. James Tennyson against Gavin Gwynn. Oh, James Tennyson's the most exciting pound-for-pound puncher in world boxing. Yes, but at Super Feather, he was frail around the ribcage. Tevin Farmer, Martin Wall, people had him down. Was that because he couldn't make the weight anymore? I believe so. But Gavin Gwynn, training hard in the valleys, stood up to 12 rounds from Joe Caldina. Chance for him to completely change his life. British lightweight title. And then, as you said, onto the egg and cheese. You know, it's a complete pick and fight. Everyone's talking about a war. Will, will Cheeseman try and box off the back foot a little bit? You know, maybe as he did against Fitzgerald. Both guys have to win. And when you look at this card on black and white, on paper, from 7pm, I think it's going to be an absolute banger. I think your staff want you. Hi. Just need to get my phone. All right, well, is that it? Oh, you could have just walked in. I'm leaving all this in, so whatever you say will go on, on the table, yeah. so be careful what you say. Um, Hi. Bye. 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 Okay, so Edward, Monday today. Yeah. Run us through, obviously I know, but yeah. run us through how this week is okay. going to pan out for everyone involved with the show. Okay, so today, obviously, we've been down here. I did an Instagram live, we filmed the Hernan Bellew show, which drops tomorrow night, Tuesday night on YouTube. This video drops 7pm tonight, so if you're watching this right now, it's very likely that it's 7.08 on, is it right? Bang on. 7.08 on Monday night, congratulations for making it here. Um, and then some other stuff on Matchroom Boxing, we've got the Sam Eggington show coming up after this interview. 
on Matchroom Boxing YouTube uh, channel. Um, tomorrow, like I said, the Hernan Bell, Bell you show drop in, uh, loads of William Hill content as well. Um, and there's check out our Instagram, Twitter, Wednesday, loads more content drop in. Thursday, we've got the press conference. Friday, we've got the weigh-in. And also, on Friday night, I feel like we should use this opportunity to drop the worldwide exclusive go, of go, the go. new Hearn and Cassius show from the bubble. So we decided to call it Bubble Trouble. Me and you, in the bubble at the hotel, Friday night, drops live, episode one, Bubble Trouble. Okay, but when you say we come up with the name, you come up yeah, with the name. Yeah, that's how it always works, mate. Okay. So, and if it's shit, then we come up with a name. And if it's really good and does massive numbers, it was solely my idea. Bit like Fight Camp. So, for me, like you'll see all the guys in here, some guys are already at the uh, hotel. They've had their COVID test today. Most of the other team will move in from tonight. I will go to the hotel on Wednesday. Are you going Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday. Do you go Tuesday? You have the little whoop. And then you'll go to your room. You will not be allowed to leave your room until you get the results of your test. 12 or 18 hours later, you get your results. If you're negative, then you get to go into the bubble effectively. I go on Wednesday and I will isolate in there with everybody uh, from Wednesday. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm not looking forward to the test, but the fighters arrive tomorrow. They get their test obviously when they arrive. They'll be informed probably later that evening or Wednesday morning if they're good to go. One question I've had a lot of is, do you have reserves standing by? No, we don't. If we lose a fighter, we lose a fight. Basically, that's how it's working. And you know, touch wood from the fights, uh, from the sports we've done, darts and snooker, we've done hundreds of tests, probably thousand tests, and we've not had one positive test yet. So, fingers crossed. You, well, you might fail. I might fail. Who knows? But fingers crossed, um, we get through it. Today is the only day scheduled in the week with any rain, and it looks beautiful for the rest of the week. And 27 degrees Saturday night. I can't wait. You only really need the weather to be a Saturday because the rest of the week you're in Yeah, the true. Morning. But I think it's when you're looking at, you know, this is a huge amount of time, huge amount of money, huge amount of effort's gone into this project. So it is nice to walk out there and see beautiful weather and this is just amazing. I mean, you've been around today from the TV uh, compound down the bottom of the, the grounds to the changing rooms that have been built as well for the fighters, obviously to the canopy and the ring area. Then you go down to the hotel and the gym that's been erected and stuff like that. Like it's a mission, it's a mission, but it's been really enjoyable. And um, like I said, I'm, when I do a normal show, I don't really get nervous or apprehensive because we're just rolling week to week. But I'm genuinely, you know, I've, I've got butterflies about the start of fight camp, I genuinely have. Because this is a real defining moment. Like I said, not just for us and the business, but for the sport as well, I feel. So, effectively, will this week run exactly the same as the consecutive weeks? Yeah, basically. I mean, we'll learn next week, we go on a Friday night. So the fighters will come um, <coughs> normally on a Monday. So, everything the same. We'll learn as the weeks go on. You know, the main thing is we don't cut any corners. You know, there's going to be people... I mean, listen, we've had... We, 
We've had people write to the council, don't even live in Brentwood, just to give you the heads up, complaining about this event. Right? This is the fucking sick world we live in. So everyone will be looking at the event, as they always do, something will go wrong, oh, we'll complain to the British Boxing Board of Control. That's what they normally do. But as always, we don't cut any corners. We have the best people working for us. We have the best testing company. We have the best people and event people putting the staging together. We make sure we don't cut corners and this is a, a world-class operation. No fucking about, basically. No fucking about. Can't afford to fuck about. It's too big to fuck about. Okay. I want to talk to you about a little picture that surfaced on mine a week ago. Oh, steady. I'm a bit concerned about this one. What one was that? No, it won't review, mate. Oh, right, okay. Joshua and Fury yeah. in, uh, in um, Marbella. Mm. So I actually told you about it. Well, you phoned me up and you went, mate, is that true? And I went, what? Fury and Joshua. When you said that, I thought, fucking hell, gone behind me back and done a deal or something. And you said, no, they've just posted a picture together. So I went online. Um, bit of a weird one, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously not staged, but two of them walking, well, AJ was walking down the, I think it was in Benus, was it? Yeah. And AJ uh, Tyson just driving down the, the promenade there, stops, goes up. I don't, I've only spoken to about AJ, I've only spoken to AJ about it briefly. I think it might have been a little bit uncomfortable. Like for both of them, it's like, all right? Yeah, all right? How you doing? Yeah, good, you? Yeah, about me. Make sure you beat Pulev. Yeah, make sure you beat Wilder. All right, mate. See you next year. Was that it? Literally I, don't, I, mean, I don't know if that was a conversation, but that's basically... They did say to each other, I can make sure you, you win that fight. And we're, we're done. See you next year, mate. How long were they talking for? Do you know? No idea. No idea. Cut, couple of minutes. Didn't sound like it was a, you know, an overly long conversation. But you were like, you were analysing it going, mate, I've had a, it's not Tyson's beard. It's not Tyson Fury's beard. I'm like, what? And AJ looked massive as well. I had to go through and see if Tyson had that beard when it originally came yeah. out because I wasn't convinced yeah. at the start. No, it wasn't. So there wasn't, that was literally the concept. Sorry, mate, there was no beef. No, no beef. beef. But I thought you might be able to throw in an extra... No, I think they just sort of said, how you doing, you know, make sure you win that fight. Yeah, I've got a train, yeah, it's important. And see you, we're ready to fight. People don't realise how difficult that would be to stage. I don't know going on, it's clearly staged. Yeah. But Imagine, AJ, right, at 3.45, you've got to be outside Sinatra's in, in the pool, right? He's going to come round the corner... Listen, if we staged it, we would have made it a bit more fruity, to be yeah. fair. I would have at least got Fury to get out of his car. AJ maybe with the elbow, just but glance it past the chin and a little rumble or something like that. Not a, all right, mate, how you doing? Make sure you beat Wilder, make sure you beat Poole FC next year. It's not, when you think about though, my bad, you could just be driving along and you're not going to miss AJ, Oh, to have had a camera at that point. Mate, that would have been absolute pawn for you, wouldn't it? I reckon so. Do you think that um, if you were there, right? So I was filming Tyson in the car. You would have just lost your, your... You're hilarious, right? When you get your camera. When something goes off, you're like... What? What? No, but you... I can imagine you, like, almost like walking hard on, you know. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah, well, that's, that's the game, isn't it? Shout out to Wow Hydrate. I've not got Wow Hydrate. Nice. Tropical. I had a tropi 
tropical whale hydrate and summer fruits whale hydrate, for me, they are the ones. After every Peloton, straight in for one of them. Yeah, no, Obviously, you can see the results as well. I mean, what? What? Results of what? Mate, the lockdown body? Obviously. Shaz! <laughs> no. Um, I'm thinking though, I was thinking to myself, why? Do you know what I saw a picture of Tris Dixon? See that fucker? Mm. I mean, that's about 30 years of work, to be fair. I was thinking more about six months. But I was thinking to myself, look. You're a fat fucker, right? You got a hairy old chest and you got a few sprouters on the back, right? Your barnet's going a little bit, probably could do with that getting done as well. You're 41, right? Now, from here, we can go one of two ways, can't we? Right? Actually, we can go one of three ways, cool. right? We can give up, right? And I can just, I don't want to train, right? I, w I want to eat shit all the time, right? I love it. Twister, zinger twister in the wrap. What, Haribo's? Oh, mate, and I want to have a cupboard full of Monster Munch, right? But if they're there, I'll eat them because I'm a fat fucker. But I want to have that. You know, I don't want to know that I go to the cupboards and I really shouldn't eat because, you know. So we give up. We eat the Monster Munch. We get them in. We have Zinger Twisters a couple of times a week. We have pizza. For me, pizza is one of the greatest things ever invented. Right? We have pizzas every night. Right? We don't go to the gym. Um, no more crafty combing. No more Alpachin shampoo. Just go bald. Shave the fucker off. Right? And we give up. Yeah. But I know that next year, when I'm looking to go on holiday, I'm going to be a bit down in the dumps. Option two. Stick at it. Right? Keep training. Keep trying to eat well. Oh, here comes the rooster's piri piri. One of them is for Bellew, the rat. Do you want to just take it over to, to him and... Uh... That one's for Yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. That's yours. Yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, that was good timing. There's, there's the rooster's uh, piri piri. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, option number two is, like I said, keep trying. Keep in the gym. But go through what I'm going now. Know that, realistically, things ain't going to improve. You know, you're going to have to start the parting a little bit further down. You're probably going to have to give up on the tailored suits. But you fight you fight the good fight. Number three is that we go for it, right? We actually try for six months to actually get in great shape. We take a little trip to Brussels or Turkey. We get the barnet done. I think Sam Jones is, me, me and him have been having a little chat. I think he's going to go first. We try and get in shape, right? We might even have a little shoulder wax, get get rid of a few strays, maybe a trim up on the old derby and chest. And next summer, perhaps, we do go to Ibiza or we do go there and sit there and go, do you know what, 42 years old and I feel the bollocks. So that's the three scenarios you've got. And I actually think, I'm, I think I'm going to try scenario three. Right. Yeah, I might give it a go. Well, you're going to actually go out and try and... Yeah, try and be, like, try and, you know, turn it around. I'm holding on at the moment, do you know what I mean? Doesn't matter if it's the derby, the barnet, you know, the training, I'm holding on. But maybe we just go for it, like, you know. The barnet's a little bit different from the, 
The six pack though, isn't it? The six pack's never gonna be there, mate. We can't we can't kid ourselves, we can't lie to ourselves. The six pack, one is I don't think you could see it through the hair. And two, it's unlikely. I mean, I did notice that Frank Smith took a picture the other day in specific lighting and he did actually show a couple of apps. He's done quite well. But he's also 27, something like that. So I think, yeah, I might give it a go. Because I think, if I get the barnet done and I do a stone and actually work on the weights, I think, you know, it's almost like the return of Patrick Swayze, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Can you play this one back in six months when yeah. I'm sitting there just fast? With a bottle of salt. How many uh, times? How many times have I gone to you? Right, I'm on it now. Gan vegan. Yeah. Yeah, but some fight nights look at you and I think, do you know what? He's probably done that to get into the suit. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, like you look no, but I will get yeah, I will get to a stage where like maybe on fight week I might go. Do you know what? I better do a bit of watch what I'm eating this week or do a couple of gym sessions. But you know, it's not really going anywhere, mate. It probably helps you that you're six five or six. It does, six. yeah, it does, and it helps that I've got a hairy chest because if I didn't, I'd probably look in a lot worse shape in my shorts. You've got no tattoos, have you? Random, but no, I'm thinking about getting one. We actually had a conversation with the family. You know my old man's got two tattoos? No, never knew that. The worst tattoos you've ever seen. Do you know we had them done oh. last year? What? Yeah. So he's, he, you know the film Bucket List? Yes. So he put a bucket list together of all the things he wants to do before he dies. And one of them was have a tattoo. So he's gone to Mandalay Bay. There's a very famous tattoo place there in the, in the um, foyer. And he's gone in there. He's gone, all right, mate, can I have a tattoo? And the bloke's gone, yeah, well, what do you want? He goes, I don't know. He goes, well, most people come in here with, you know, I don't know. He said, well, what, what's important to you? He said, family. He went, all right, no problem. Mate, he has got a heart on his arm. Go away. With family going through it. With flames coming out. Mate. Go away. He's the biggest rascal. It looks like something like Hell's Angels or whatever it's called, right? Anyway, the fucker's only gone and gone back and got one on the other arm saying, life. So he's gone back, he went, I'm thinking about, he must have had a few beers, he went, I'd, I'd, I'd like another one, there. He's gone, well, what else you like? He goes, I don't know, life. So he's got family is and this life. Is this actually true? Mate, I swear to God, it's horrific, horrific. But I might get one done. So why do you want to get one done? Well, when I'm ripped to shreds, and, and with a barnet like Elvis Presley, Elvis Presley, I think I'll get one done. What would you have done though, like matchroom? Like yeah, it's just something maybe um, like on the you know how people have them on the things. Something something low key like you are the bollocks or something like that. Well, you'd have it on your wrist. Yeah. Okay. So if you're ever you know doubting yourself, would you just look and you go, you are the bollocks? Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. Do you actually want to say it seriously? I, will, I don't mind it, but, but I'm 42, and like I said, you know, I'm old enough. Um, okay, Sorry, it's random. Like, yeah. Random. But this is great, great fight time. week content, uh, fight game content. You know? Absolutely. Um, Edward, I want to talk to you about Connor Ben. Mm. Connor Ben, and specifically, 
Florian Markham, yes, who has launched a social media mm. assault. Yes, against. I'm getting loads of DMs of of Florian Marku fans. I like Florian Marku. Just putting that out there now. Um, I think, I think that sells out the O2. To be honest with you, with with Florian Marku fans and Connor Ben fans, and the issue with Connor Ben, and I have to take my hat off to him, and it's it's actually a little bit frustrating sometimes, but can't be frustrating because of what he wants to do is he wants to have a big fight and he wants to go out and win, try and win titles and move himself forward. So he's looking at, of course, the fight that's been ordered, Chris Jenkins' fight. It's a British and Commonwealth title. It's a really good fight. That's the one he wants and that's the one that's been ordered. He wants some bigger names. He wants um, Ashley Theopane. He wants Samuel Vargas. I know Box Virgil Ortiz at the weekend. So when he looks at a 6-0 and Florian Marku, he goes, I want to, you know, I want the world-ranked fighters. I want to win British titles. I want So he's not really overly interested in that fight, but it will continue to build. Sam Jones will continue to, you know, call him Nigel Ben's son and put posters out and stuff like that. And eventually we may get to a situation where I say to Conor Ben, actually, that's a big fight. But the first priority for Conor Ben is still to fight Chris Jenkins. It's, it's kind of come out of nowhere, this Marku business. Yeah, look, Florio Marku has got an amazing fan base, you know, huge Albanian following, similar as well, don't forget Rashad Mati, yeah. obviously our US great uh, amateur standout as well. So it's it would do a huge crowd, huge crowd. So in that respect, I like it, but I do understand, and by the way, Connor's not saying, I'm not taking that fight, he's just saying, yeah, but I want to win British title, I want to do this, I want to do that, so... Um, I, I listen if they both keep winning you know and when you look at as well you've got the Josh Kelly fight as well with Conor Ben that's a fight that he wants so what's the situation with Kelly and Avenesium so Josh Kelly had a baby he's back now in training looking to reschedule that fight for sort of end of October early November so it's still going to happen it ha- I mean I'd be very disappointed if it didn't happen I mean the only argument is Josh Kelly would have been out for nearly a year Avenesium yeah, he boxed in February or something like that, so it's not ideal, but we're in that situation. I'm not giving Avenesian or Josh Kelly a run-out, because run-outs don't exist anymore. I don't want to do run-outs. And I may fall out with people, not Josh Kelly, but fighters along the way. I may lose fighters, because I'm not prepared anymore to give you that run-out. The only person that gets stick off the back of a shit fight is me. So why should I make a fight that costs money, that the fans aren't interested, that doesn't sell tickets, and no one wants to watch on TV. What's the point? Just to give you an easy night. Now I know we have to develop fighters, and it's not just all about 50-50 fights and sticking fighters in the deep end. But Fight Camp, I think, is a good example to say, look, every fight can be competitive, and it can still be the right fight for you, providing you're good enough. Have you spoken to Dillian recently? Yes, spoke to, I actually drew a catch-up with him. I uh, missed him on the weekend, spoke to him early last week. All good. I mean, I think the major thing to overcome now is if there's going to be an exemption or a change in the travel rules regarding quarantine. Because right now, you have two fighters there, Katie Taylor and Dillian Wyatt. One's in Portugal, one's in America, and they are not exempt from the 14-day quarantine, as is Alexander Povetkin. So, unless that changes in the next two weeks or unless there's some kind of 
exemption for athletes, they will both have to come and quarantine. Andy, what's the situation with that? So if they have to come here... 14 day quarantine. So they'll have to, they, as regards to the fight day. Yeah, they will probably come earlier than 14 days. I believe Pavetki will come, I don't remember what it is, 15, 16, 17 days before, isolate in the hotel there. And obviously, but he'll also be continuously tested. The international fighters will also be tested on arrival. So when they come two weeks before, they'll be tested straight away. And obviously tested again, probably before the fight as well, in fight week. So it's not ideal, I have to say, but it is what it is. Hypothetically, Dillian White beats Povetkin. What's your first port of call? Should he win? Just the pressure the WBC, pressure Tyson Fury, you know, push, where's that fight? When, when are you announcing the Fury Wilder fight? If not, please call the mandatory for Dillian White. Um, listen, I wouldn't rule out getting Dillian White out again this year. You know, if you wanted to get out and fight again. I'm not happy with him continuously taking high-level risk fights when we're so close to, to that mandatory date set by the WBC. And Povetkin is a huge risk. Um, but I think after this, it's probably a case of waiting then for that early February fight or whenever that is of, of Tyson Fury. And, you know, we know that we have a deal in principle with Tyson Fury of two fights, but that could be end of summer next year. AJ's not going to fight till end of November, probably. So he's not going to fight till June, July next year. So obviously you've got that period where that mandatory June will be pushing to enforce that if Dillian White can overcome Povetkin. This is not a conflict for you as such of interest. Do you know what? I think, I think the, best, the, best, no, the best thing in this situation is to be honest, and I've said before, I believe Dillian White should be getting his shot in the time period that has been, been promised by the WBC. Right? And that's going to be before Anthony Joshua. So I can't be more honest than that. And listen, as much as many, many people want to see Dillian White get their shot, many, many people also want to see the undisputed fight between Fury against AJ. But I think even AJ would feel that, you know, uh, Dillian should get his shot as well at a world title. So for me, I'll be doing everything I can to make sure WBC keeps their promises. AJ Pulev. I mean, I read a different story about location every week about this. Yeah, I just I think it's Gareth um, Davis who I just said you know could be on a boat. He's like AJ Pulev to land on a boat. So I'm just saying that if we can't get a crowd, we have to be creative, and we have to come up with ideas. Whether that be a new country, whether that be a smaller crowd. Listen, we know that we've got a test event away with a world snooker beginning of August. Um, we are going to be putting forward our plans to the government to bring a crowd back to boxing in September. That may not be till October. Yes, that may not be till October. Um, but we, we know that if the test events go well and there's no spike, crowds will be allowed in October, but at what capacity? And that's the thing that we have to work on with the government, make sure that we, we help them as much as we can. We give them solid plans and proposals to try and bring that back. If there's no spikes, if crowds do come back in October, I'm very confident that we can have a major crowd end of November, early December for an AJ fight. Well, what's the story about it potentially happening on, at Docklands? Was that the same thing? Oh, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Was that? I don't know. Probably something. Just probably something I made up. To be honest with you. Frightening. Um, 
Joshua seems like he's you know, been a little bit more vocal over the last mm. week or so. Yeah. Um, I think he just wants to fight, to be honest with you. And I think, look, he's had a lot of ups and downs. You know, I think you always know that life isn't just always, you know, before the Ruiz fight, obviously the support for him was crazy and Tyson Fury weren't really doing much. Now Fury's on there. I feel, feel like as well people try and put, uh, you know, put you off Anthony Joshua. You know, some people will, will try to do that. And I think that in some respects, he's gone from the good guy to maybe Fury being the good guy in that fight. And I like that. I like this. I like what I'm seeing from AJ, which is sometimes you can get too comfortable. People keep patting you on the back all the time. It's, it's hard to have that spite and that hunger. Now that's changed a little bit. You know, when he lost to Ruiz, oh, you're overrated, you're this, you're that. You know, few things that have happened in recently as well. Oh, AJ, this. So I think, I love what I'm seeing. It's the same individual. It's a first-class guy. Top boy, top fella. But what I'm seeing is spite. He wants to go out and he wants to knock people out again. You know? He wants to beat Fury. He wants to knock Pulev Spark out. And I like that. I like that from what I'm seeing from him. Still no opponent for Canelo. No, I think, you know, when you look at September the 12th, that's under seven weeks now. I think, I don't, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn, but for me, that looks unlikely that day. You know, the people that are in the running for that fight, um, John Ryder, uh, Callum Smith, are still working as if it is that day. Um, but I think it looks unlikely. And, you know, we're just waiting to hear. Got fighters ready to go. Demetrius Andre, Dimitri Bivol, Callum Smith, John Ryder. Waiting for the call. But seven weeks out for a Canelo. Yeah, I think it's unlike. But don't forget, we're not selling tickets. So, how was your Piri Piri rep? Fucking didn't eat it, because what did they do? They only put fucking salad in it. What did they say? I wanted a plain salad. I don't eat that shit. Is it? Well, I'm not a rabbit. By the way, this did is you the not voice take of it Tony Bellier. Yeah. Did you not take I it I can't out? take it out. It's, yeah. it's going to taste of it. It's not it. Yeah. What's that? Rice, chicken. Do you like spicy chicken, though? Spicy. Take it in the kitchen. There's rice in there, there's chicken. Fat boy's got to eat meat. Go on, take it. Got him a chicken wrap and it adds salad in it. You, you look like you don't eat salad. Um, Canelo, yeah. I just think, look, it's a when, when you're talking about a guy who generates $8 million on the gate, it's very difficult to put a deal together. You know, and probably the broadcaster as well thinks, well, we're not getting a Canelo Alvarez fight week. You know, where's the fighter arrivals? Where's the Wayne at the team over? Where, do you understand? So there's a lot of conversations to be had of trying to get get the, the model right to mean that you can fight. I don't know Canelo Alvarez. I don't know how much of a pay cut he's willing to take. You know, maybe none. Maybe 10 million. Maybe I don't know. But the models change completely. And it's not just... You know, you have to make changes. You have to make alterations. Otherwise, it's impossible to do, and it's very difficult at that level. What about the situation of Mike Tyson and Roy Jones' exhibition happening on the same? No, that's day? no. I don't think. That. I mean, obviously, look. One, we don't know whether that'll even happen. Two, it's fucking mental. Um, and three, I don't think. You know, I think to be honest, and I've not been told this by anyone. But I think the September 12th date died a week or so ago. 
I'm sure they're trying to resurrect it, but actually, what like who cares about September 12th? I know it's a date that's quite important with Mayweather, and obviously you've got Cinco de Mayo as well on May, but in this environment, who cares about September 12th? If it's the 19th, if it's the 26th, if it's October, it doesn't matter. But it would be amazing to get a Canelo Alvarez fight away in this kind of environment. I think it'd be great for boxing. What, what do you think about this exhibition between Jones and um, As much as I wouldn't like to see a real fight between them, because I would rather that than the exhibition. Do you know what I mean? Because I would rather you just said to him, do you know what? Crack on, boys. Go for it. Tee off on each other and enjoy yourself. Because then you know what you're getting. I think that the risk is you buy the product and they joke around. I, mean, I know Tyson's not going to joke around, but you know you just don't know what they could do. Is it going to be like a, a hard spa? Yeah, it could be. But I would rather, when you're selling something... We don't know what we're getting, do we? You know, listen, maybe that's intrigue for some people. But I would rather say, these blokes, they shouldn't be in the ring and they're too old, but they're going to try and not fuck out of each other, to be honest with you. So when you buy the pay-per-view, that's what you're going to see. It's going to be a bit of a mare, isn't it, if they do a round and then they start getting interviewed in the ring in the middle of the round. Oh, how are you finding it in there, Mike? You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. But I think people are trying to sort of cover their backs on it. You know, see Andy Foster from the California Commission going, oh, no, if anyone hurts anyone, the fight's going to be stopped. And I would rather you just say, they shouldn't be in there, but you know what, if they're going to do it, let, let, them, let them go out, let them fight. I think that it's hard to start slating it. And, you know, I mean, look, it's going to be offered, I'm sure it'll be offered to Sky. It's going to be offered to a UK broadcaster. You'll watch it. I will watch it, but I don't, I, like I say, I'd rather, I don't think they should be doing it anyway, really, but I would rather, if they're going to do it. Go at it. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll definitely watch it. <laughs> um, Billy Joe Saunders mm -hmm. got a 15 grand fine, which mm -hmm. is to give to charity, and uh, he's got his license back now, so just, yeah, what, do you, what else do you know about that situation? With the oh, I think it's good, look, he made a mistake, he got plenty of criticism to it, he apologised, um, you know, Pay his dues and, and moves on. Hopefully, learn from that and you know acknowledge that and get the career back on track. I mean, frustrating. He had the Canelo Alvarez fight for me. We were a day from announcing. So, obviously, you know, and when people say he ruled himself out of the Canelo fight, it wasn't like we wrote to Golden Boy and said we rule out. He just said I'm not going to be ready and I'm not willing to take a sub substantial pay cut. So there's no point considering me if that's the case. So. Now we've got to look at, you know, does he come back in October, November in a big fight or a smaller fight and then look for the bigger fight in the spring? You know, um, I like love the Callum Smith unification. There's even the John Ryder fight out there. There's the Chris Eubank Jr. fight. There's the Demetrius Andre fight that I really like as well. But why would he come back in a smaller fight? Um, I think with a lot of people, he's going to be out for a year. So... I don't want him to come back in a smaller fight. I think yeah, that he should come back in. Yeah. Thought, yeah. But this is the problem now. We've, we realise we, we have lost a year. You know, he boxed in November. Billy Joe Saunders, everything was perfect. He signed with us. We got him that defence in November. He got the Canelo Alvarez fight. Then the fucking world come crashing down. You know? So now, 
it's a situation where do you go straight in the deep end with Demetrius Andrade or Callum Smith or do you have a defence? And then you jump into that fight. So I think with Billy, the key is momentum. You know, to making sure that he's, his weight is down, he's flowing and he can get that momentum, and, which is frustrating because we had it and it was taken away from us. Just kind of going back to Canelo, there was reports that a deal with Callum Smith was likely because of the launch with the zone in the UK. Could you make any comments? No, I just I don't think anyone's. I mean, we've discussed some numbers with Golden Boy on Callum Smith. Um, we're not. I mean, we're we're quite close on the number, but I don't know if we're close on doing a deal. Um, I've heard on William Monroe come out and said he's got the fight. I don't know, Jason Quigley come out and said I've got the fight. So. I'm just, I don't want to upset anyone, you know. In this game, you've only got to say the wrong thing. And someone says, right, he's not, you know, not giving it to one of his fighters. So I will say once again, if Golden Boy or Canelo Alvarez want to choose, which is what they do, one of our guys, we're over the moon. We'll make sure they're ready. We'll make the whole process as easy as possible for everybody. And... I would love to provide that opportunity for one of my fighters to get the chance to fight a true great in Canelo Alvarez. And if you're watching Canelo, please, please choose one of our guys. Um, what's the situation, not specifically against each other, but your heavyweights like Huey Fury, mm -hmm. um, obviously Dave Allen as well. What, what's going on with these guys? Just uh, getting ready to put the schedule together for September, October and November. I mean, I still like the Huey Fury-Dave Allen fight. It's a fight that I'll still be looking to make. I've um, got an interesting project that I'm working on for a heavyweight fight night um, in October, which you'll hear of soon. Um, so yeah, that, that Sorry, could... Tony, yeah. Sorry, mate, we didn't talk about you for five minutes. Didn't know you were in there listening. Oh, I hope you haven't eaten all of that. Some of that was mine. You want a vegan? Yeah. He's definitely retired, though, just to post... He keeps... He, you know, as you know with Tony... After he retired, he just wanted a quiet life, so um, he don't really want to talk about a return. In fact, he doesn't. You know, he's only done Top Gear, League of Their Own, and the SAS program in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, all right. So we'll see. We'll see. Fuck off. Um, okay, so I'm sure there'll be. So Wednesday, you've got a little bit of a. What's going on Wednesday? Wednesday uh, media. Sorry. Wednesday media brunch here at the HQ. So. Which I'm not actually. You can't on. because you're in quarantine. Of so I'll see you at the hotel. Thank you for your support. This Saturday, we're back. Fight camp, Matrim Square Garden. It's a big moment for us and the sport. 7pm, Sky Sports, The Zone in the UK. Enjoy the build-up all week and don't miss it this Saturday. Andy Hamm, thank you very much for your time. We'll catch up with you later on in the week in the bubble. And don't forget, yeah, bubble, bubble trouble. trouble, Friday night.